Good afternoon, everybody out there. This is your fanatical pregame show. We've got the Brownies against the Steelers on Monday night football. Yes, indeed. We got Steve Gill in the house. I'm John Suchan, and we just love having you along, following us. It's Steve, it's been amazing. The last week, two weeks, our following, our downloads, everything has just been skyrocketing. We want to thank all of you out there that have been um, following our new show here on, on where, whatever platform you're following us on, Apple, Spotify, if you watch us on the X or Facebook. Um, I think we've gathered almost 150 to 200 new followers on the X. And our downloads are 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 doubling uh, in the in the first two weeks of this first three weeks of this month. So, um, so exciting stuff. We got a big game tonight, Steve. How, what are you thinking? Well, first of all, all these followers, we must be doing something right, or everybody's slowing down to look at the car wreck, one or the other. <laughs> well, you know, everything's been said that's been said about this game. Uh, Steelers at home, Browns haven't won since 2003. Uh, I remember that game. That was a Thursday nighter, um, uh, best known for two things. Uh, the cameras catching a Steeler fan putting peanuts up his nose and Heinz Ward leaving at about the two minute mark and going back to the locker room because oh. <laughs> the Browns drubbed him. Oh. Um, what year? It was 2003. 2003. It was a Thursday night game. And was that, that was in Pittsburgh? No. Might have been a Sunday. I don't know. Okay. It wasn't a Monday. I know it was a primetime game. And it was in Pittsburgh. Last time they won a regular season game in Pittsburgh. And of course, if they can um, find a way to win, they'll be 2-0 and for the first time since 93. So. Yeah, Bill Belichick was coached. Yeah, Bill Belichick is still trying to figure out how to throw the red challenge flag. He looked like a little uh, five-year-old last night. Did you see that throw that he had? Well, when, when, you, when you keep it in your sock, maybe you should keep <laughs> it in his pocket. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I didn't know what he was doing. That was very strange. Uh, that was, that weird. was an odd, that was a very odd game last night. I mean, the Dolphins really dominated that game from start to finish. New England somehow stayed stayed in it and had a, an opportunity there at the end. And, and the referees were going to give him that first down and he was short um, on that, on that fourth down. But anyway, um, but we have better things to talk about than the new England Patriots and the Miami dolphins. We got That's the brownies right. and the Steelers. Now this, this rivalry, I'd like to just touch base on it a little bit here in a minute, but let's just talk about right now today. Um, I know Paul Brown, the great uh, guy from England, has been traveling across Ohio and Pennsylvania for the he's, last week and a half. He's tailgating right now in Pittsburgh. Yes, he is. So he's enjoying it there. I, uh, I've, I had the opportunity one year to go to Pittsburgh years ago, back before the Browns left town uh, in the in the mid nineties when they, the Browns were still kind of decent. But I remember getting that that game was awful and the Browns lost. But tonight's game, okay. So the big news: we're still kind of waiting. Amari Cooper, wide receiver, sort of re-aggravated the groin injury over the weekend. That he did make the trip. It sounds like it's going to be a game time decision. Anything more, Steve, on that? Uh, he's going to try to go. He's not a hundred percent. Interesting that uh, in the pre uh, pre game uh, conversations with the, uh, I think Joe Buck's working the game. 
Joe yeah. Buck uh, said that Kevin Stefanski and the coaches believe he's going to play. Okay. Uh, they didn't elevate anybody oh. from the practice squad. If if he wasn't going to play, they were going to elevate uh, Austin uh, Watkins. So okay. it's looking like he's going to play. Uh, Juan Thornhill is, at first I heard he's about 80%. And then I heard the only way he's not going to play in is unless he falls off the bus. Okay. So he is, he is playing. <laughs> so... Well, it was disappointing not to see him uh, in week one after all of the hoopla and bringing him in. But, you know, it is a long season and the Browns were just dynamite. I'll tell you, I got to say this, and I know I'm kind of jumping around tonight, but uh, I'm, you know, let's talk about Deshaun Watson for a second, because I, I talked a little bit about it this morning on my Johnny Cleveland podcast. There were some, there have been many fans and some Browns analysts uh, like some of the folks over there at ESPN Cleveland, who were still um, being critical of Deshaun Watson earlier in the week because he wasn't throwing for over 300 yards on a regular basis. Adam Goldhammer and Jake Trotter were out there complaining to um, the, the their, their colleague. I can't think of the guy's name. I should, I'm drawing a blank. I don't know why all the time. But um, I guess Tony the, Rizzo. The, to Tony Rizzo. Yeah, and so I. You know, I'm in the I'm in the ball. I'm in Tony Rizzo's side. I just, I the Browns don't need Deshaun Watson to go off and throw for 300 yards in every game. And I just right. thought it was just a talking point. And I I just thought it was ridiculous. And maybe they're just doing it for props. Probably they are. But it's just annoying to listen to people who are annoyed that Deshaun isn't throwing for all these yards and he's they're paying him all this money, but he doesn't need to. He's doing everything. I thought he I thought he played a really good game. Uh, under, under the under the, the conditions last week, under in the second half, yeah, uh, he missed some opportunities in the first half. But yes, as you well know, the weather was a little bit of a factor. I'm all, still drying out, man. All I can go on is what his record is in primetime games. He's six and three. Yeah, he's thrown for sixty-eight uh, percent completion. Uh, 21 touchdowns, three interceptions, and a passer rating of 121. So if that Deshaun Watson shows up, Browns are going to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so, we want to keep we want to keep him upright as well. I mean, the kid's been sacked 12 times in the two games that he's played against the Steelers. I saw that yesterday when I was writing up a couple of my articles, and I just thought, oh man, you know, five times he got sacked. No, seven times in the game against the Steelers in that last game of the season a year ago. And then five times when he was playing with the Texans back in a game, uh, like back in 2020 or 2019. So we got to keep the well, kid upright. Yeah. Um, tackle situation. I'm more worried about Jedrick Wills than I am Tawan Jones. I mean, yes. Wills is, uh, yeah, but uh, the Steelers have already said that T.J. Watt will line up uh, across from uh, Dewan Jones about 60% of the time. Yes. So that is a problem. But if you do designed rollouts, um, lots of tight end, wide receiver, running back screens, that'll slow down the pass rush. And I, it wouldn't surprise me to see a lot of more designed runs by uh, Watson. Oh yeah, very very much so. I, I mean, they have so many options. That's what I talked about in my Deshaun. I 
I'm, I think that Deshaun is the is the major catalyst in this game, just because I wasn't I was concerned at the time when I wrote the piece about Amari Cooper, but I also talked about all these other options that that Deshaun has, and he, but he's got to make the right decisions more times than not. He can make mistakes because he's got a, a really talented group. Yeah. Um, but but we're gonna we're gonna need him to play decently. That doesn't mean him for him throwing for those three hundred yards. It just means making good decisions. And I think uh, I saw many of those in this, like you said, in the second half. And in the that second run, half, yeah, yeah. Well, in the run in the first half too. It's I mean that that whole series, that last four minutes of the first half in that first game, both teams had opportunities, and you know Cleveland gets it back a second time in that last couple seconds, and they really made it made it count. I think Elijah Moore will be big again in this game. Uh, of course, Nick Chubb. Marquise. You know. Marquise, Marquise yes. One. Yeah. Let's send him deep a couple times. He was open right? a couple times against the yeah. Bengals. But... Twice, yeah. Yeah. And um, I am uh, I am not impressed with the Steelers' secondary. I went back and watched the, uh, the 49er game. Um, oh. Boy, um, they're, man, the Steelers' offense, first five possessions were three and outs. Yeah. Um, and when San Francisco got the ball back in the first four, it went touchdown, field goal, touchdown, field goal. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, fly. you listen to these, you listen, you listen to all these Steeler fans, you know, I'm, I'm, you probably know a few Steeler fans and they're all, you know, they're, they're disappointed with what happened, but then they all come back and say, well, Oh, San Francisco. Did you watch them play against those Rams? Boy, they did really well. I mean, I don't feel so bad that I'm a Steeler fan now because, you know, they, they, they played against a great team. I'm like, well, okay, but uh, you're at home. Uh, you should not be getting beat 30 to seven. If the Browns get beat 30 to seven by the 49ers in week six, um, then we can have a conversation. But right. I just, exactly. yeah. Uh, doesn't, I don't know. I, I think this is such a great opportunity for the team, for the Brownies. They, 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 yeah, they just, you know, if things don't go right, if, 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 uh, if they end up losing this game, which I don't think they're going to, but if they do, again, it's not the end of the world. Um, it doesn't help with little things, though. Let's talk about uh, our former Browns quarterback just for a 30 second pause here. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield did one hell of a, he's done a hell of a job in these first two weeks of the season. He, it's nice when you have Mike Evans. As your wide yeah, receiver, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, just just target him and you'll be okay. I'm I'm happy for Baker. I spoke about it today on the Johnny Cleveland podcast. Go back and listen to that this morning. And uh, you know I'm I, I don't you know I he made Baker made a lot of mistakes and that season back in 2021 was just crap. But you know I'm I'm happy the kid is healthy again. Uh, he brought tremendous success to this organization, and I I hope people can go back and look at that 20 or 30 years from now and really give the kid respect for what he helped do. It wasn't all on him. There were obviously other players in the, in the, in the game and, you know, Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry, all these guys, the defense, they all contributed, but Baker brought that spirit, that energy to this fan base that we have now. But I think we have Baker to thank for that a little bit. What are your thoughts on Baker? You don't care. I don't care. He doesn't play not, for us anymore. He doesn't play for the Browns, so I don't really care. Um, 
I know um, a lot of uh, my uh, wife's family because they live in Tampa or, yes. or Tampa Bay fans. So I haven't heard from a single one of them. So I haven't heard from any of my nephews. Usually by this time, if uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks were 2-0, and they'd be sending me text messages. But I haven't heard Oh peep. So I guess they are a little guarded in their um, <laughs> enthusiasm. They want they're yes. in wait and see mode, and so am I. Uh, good for him. Yeah, you know, I'm happy he's found the landing spot, but it's only two games. Let's see what happens. Okay. I mean, yeah. Well, let's let's take a quick break here. Uh, we'll pause for some commercials so we can pay the bills, and then we'll uh, look at kind of what you're looking your expectations for the for the game itself. And uh, a little bit of this and that afterwards. Oh, plus, by the way, I want to show this to you. Oh, hold on a second here. Oh, look at this. I have the. Oh, the, we got uh, the hat. The, we got the hat. Yeah, we're going to give this hat away after the break. So if you are waiting, and we had some, I think it's around 18,000 uh, hits on the on the on the post, and we've had nearly uh, about one hundred and fifty to two hundred people re re repost for this hat. And oh, like wow. I said, we, we've got about 150, uh, 160 new followers just in the last two weeks on, on the X. So, okay, we'll be right back. We're going to pause for commercials. We're going to be silent here for about two seconds. And we're back. How is everybody? Yeah, we're back. We're the Fanatical Elves Network. And this is our Fanatical pregame show. Yes, yeah. indeed. I know you are getting pumped. You're getting ready. You want to see the Brownies beat those Steelers. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Yeah, you're hearing it. You're feeling it. You're you're getting pumped up right now. You're you're in your garages. You're in your basements. You're it's 5:20 right now when we're recording this. We have less than well about three hours. So your your tailgate has started. You're listening to the Fanatical Elves Network, and we appreciate you. You can find us on Apple, on Spotify. Download us, follow us. We will bring you content every week with Steve Gill here. We got Elliot Cannell. We've got Joel Cade. We got uh, Rod Bloom. All these guys contribute with some great content every week from the Browns Blitz to the Dog Pound South Show to the Brownie Acts. And what the elf was that are all coming up. We're talking about we're we're, uh, we're we'll see how the game goes tonight, but we'll maybe be on later tonight for a post game show. Uh, of course, we're going to have to if they if they destroy them, and it's it, it's an early <laughs> it, it's an early uh, win, and we know that they're going to win fifty one to nothing like they did back in uh, what year was that two thousand and was it two thousand? Oh, that, that was uh, Bud Carson's yeah year. Uh, that had to be two thousand six. 89 no. oh 89 that's right way back when that's yeah. right yeah. You're, yep you are correct all right um so i want to get your analysis kind of on what you think is going to take place and what what are your what are you thinking is gonna it's gonna look like by the way i'm wearing my all all white you know alternative uniform here that i got nick chubb i got the, the the elf hat here i even got white uh shorts on but you can't see those right now um so what are your uh, with the uh, Browns going to be wearing their alternative uniforms, which are going to look awesome? What are your initial takes on what would to expect early on, maybe midpoint? How do you see this game playing out, Steve? Give the ball to Nick Chubb. <laughs> yes. When he gets a uh, amen 80- sister or amen brother. 
Uh, when he gets 80 or more yards, uh, the Browns are undefeated against the Steelers. So really? there you're, there's your simple, ah. maybe simplistic, but uh, no, they've got to control the pass rush of the Steelers. Steelers, even though they're missing players, uh, Cam Hayward, uh, they're still a dangerous team. Um, but their offense uh, on all, I mean, on defense, they're still got talent. I, like I said, I'm not too, not too worried about their secondary. Um, I'm just what I saw in that 49er game. I mean, that one wide receiver for the 49ers just was catching everything that came to him. Who was that? Uh, who was that wide receiver? Ayuk or something like that. Hmm. I'd never heard of him. Right. number 11. Right. Okay. The first touchdown, he was by himself in the end zone. Uh, <laughs> he was. He was just standing there. Um, on defense, uh, Jim Schwartz is going to bring the pressure. Uh, Steelers' offensive line isn't isn't very good, and I know they're going to try to. The Steelers will set up. Uh, you know, they'll do uh, double tight ends. They'll try to run Najee Harris as much as possible. Yes. But, um, you know, there's a difference between blitzing and pressure. Um, and they have the talent to bring the pressure and force uh, Kenny Pickett into mistakes. That's what I want to see. Small hands, small hands, small hands. Osh, gosh, bagosh. I mean, on paper, the Browns have the more potent. I mean, they're, they're the more talented group here tonight, yeah. right? Yeah, but it's in Pittsburgh. And you gotta you gotta get over that hump, right? And I think this is the team to do it, right? And the X th factor, yeah. I think yeah. the X factor is going to be special teams with Bubba Ventrone. He uh, uh -huh. he has played against the Steelers both as a Brown and a Patriot, and he knows. And when he was with the Patriots, there were they were always big games because it was Tom Brady versus Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. So he knows. He knows how it feels not only to be to lose the Steelers, he also knows how to beat the Steelers. So right. I would like to see a great special teams play. And also remember, the Steelers, since uh, Big Ben retired, are nine and nine. Ah, That's there it. you go. There you go. No, it's you know, um, I mean, it really is a combination. Of, it was a combination of Mike Tomlin and. Ben Roethlisberger. You know, you go back historically and look. I mean, if the Browns had taken ben, Big Ben, what that would have. But what year was he drafted, Roethlisberger? That was. Uh, Butch Davis was the coach. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it was. Oh, three. Oh, okay. four. Oh, four. I think it was oh, four. Wasn't that right around the same time that the Browns took like Brady Quinn? Right no, around, no, Brady no. Quinn was 07. They had signed um, the former uh, 49er quarterback. Jeff Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia. Yeah, and he won the and game in 2003 against the Baltimore Ravens at 2004, home. 2004, the, the season. Oh, 2004. 2004. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he, he was the reason they didn't draft Roethlisberger. Uh, right. At a quarterback. Yep. Right. Uh, there were still people who said, well, you, you know, you should draft for the future, you know. Here is a kid from Miami, Ohio. Why not? Uh, but Davis yeah. thought that uh, he knew more about personnel than uh, other yeah. people. 
Yeah. Great coach. That's, terrible no, coach. It, terrible yeah. GM. Yeah, that was a great year. I mean, you think about some of those years, though, back then. Um, that playoff, it was um, – was it 2003 that they made the playoff? 2004, no. they went 7-9. and nine. 2005, they went 9-7. and seven. And that's when they had the big playoff game, Kelly Holcomb. Against Pittsburgh. Uh, Pit, against Pittsburgh, yeah. Yeah, who we're talking about tonight. Yeah, and really, honest to God, I mean, we controlled that game. I still, oh, yeah. I mean, I go back and watch that game on replay, and it really wasn't until you know the latter stages of that that game that I mean, the Browns really just out out outplayed Pittsburgh. Uh, it's just one. Yeah, of the, they yeah, went into yeah. prevent defense, and they prevented them to win. <laughs> Dennis Northcutt catches that third down pass. Uh, don't, Browns yeah. win. I re, yes, I remember that so damn well. It's so bad. That's a horror, horrible uh, moment. Um, you think it's bad? I've actually talked to Kelly Holcomb. And he's still, really, really still that game bothers him. Yeah. He's uh he lives south of here. He went to MTSU. Okay. And he's a, he's a high school coach. And is he really is a big, his son is a quarterback at, 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 at the high school. So, yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a neat, neat thing to have. No, oh, that's, fine. that's pretty cool. He's, he's great. He hates the phrase. Uh, when you talk about a quarterback, when they say, well, he's a, he's a game manager. And his answer is, well, yeah, that's their job. There's the right. quarterback. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So, you know, the Browns, you know, just, just a little, you know, dig on the Steelers fan base. Who, you know, they're always, they've been, you know, like, they've been struggling of late. Like you just said, nine and nine since Big Ben retired. Yeah, cry, well, they the, were nine and eight big, last year. And they yeah, lost the big, the the big crybaby, so, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, baby, I would talk about this on my show this morning. You've probably, I know I've done the research on this. But you know, from 1950 to 1974, the Browns just clobbered. Everybody clobbered oh, yeah. the Steelers. I mean, the they Steelers were, were the la- they were the laughing stock, and uh, they had yeah. a 35 win, the 13 loss uh, combined record. It wasn't until 74, 75 when they started drafting all those guys like Terry Bradshaw, Franco Harris, Mean Joe Green, Lynn Swan, all those guys. Jack that, Lambert. Jack Lambert. Yeah, the list goes on and on and on. And then it the really hurt the Browns with this rivalry was when the Browns got taken away from by Baltimore and then came back in 99 and the Steelers just totally dominated that time period for such a long time. So now they have this, I think 79 wins to 61 losses, uh, total win loss record and, and Pittsburgh fans and, and people that follow the, the Steelers, Still like and even Steeler players who are young and don't understand anything about rivalries, they like they don't think they don't consider Cleveland like a rival. And I'm like, holy crap! Uh, hold the phone here. Yeah, well, you are. This is a rivalry, and I think this is a really good step back to where we're gonna we're gonna kick some ass tonight, and we're gonna remind so. we're gonna remind those Steelers and their their fan base that uh, Cleveland's not you know we're not going anywhere. And Kevin Stefanski has brought along these players. He's not got Jim Schwartz in the in-house who is he, his mental game and how he's preparing these guys is just phenomenal. It's funny because then you hear about from fans now, even after just week one, I hear Browns fans going, well, you know, that Jim Schwartz, he's so good, boy, he's going to be taken by some other team next year. He won't even be here for a year because some other team's going to gobble him up and make him make them their head coach. I'm like, Hold the phone. No, no, no. Like, come on now. Like, Jim Schwartz is an older guy. Why would he? I don't know. I don't see the guy leaving. I mean, maybe he will leave eventually, but 
I don't see him leaving right right away. I don't know what your take is on Jim Schwartz. Yeah. Would would you ever see that happen? Uh, no, the the trend now is, you know, when you're hiring coaches to get these young um geniuses um who think they know more about football than anybody who um who like to uh go f- go for it on fourth down anywhere on the field yes which you know i don't i don't get like that. last night the jets game again the, like they he went for it fourth down at his own 19 he made uh-huh. it but then they then they did three and out again so it's like well screw that like well you know, I, I, while I was watching the Bengals uh, Ravens game, I had the, of course, because I live in Nashville, I had the, the Titans Charger game on. Yes. And the Chargers head coach, how he hadn't been fired yet, I don't know. Yeah. I, I have never been impressed with him. Um, they have a great defense. And I mean, defensive line, uh, Bosa was just killing Tannehill all day long. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, but then he makes stupid, you know, punt play you know right right don't go for it on fourth down from your is that is that how they got 40 something yard is that, is that what happened <laughs> at the end of that game uh yeah he made a lot of stupid moves that you know he could ice that game but then it got into overtime and of course titans kicked field goal so wow uh, but their offensive line is horrendous and besides bosa uh, chargers can't stop the run Okay. Yeah, I thought it was bad last year. It's even worse. I mean, Henry was just. <laughs> Are you surprised by any other teams right now in the league? Has anybody jumped out at you that you know, uh, like I? Let me just mention this because you're talking about Tennessee and you live there in in Nashville. The you know them getting this big win against San Diego or, or the Chargers. Um, yeah, the, broke the, a the Browns game losing streak. Well, and the Browns now will be playing them. They'll be traveling here to to Cleveland, and people yep. I feel have overlooked this game all since the. The, since the you know the schedules have come out, because you know it wasn't but two years or three years ago that Tennessee came in at the home opener for the Brownies and crushed the Browns here in Cleveland. So I, I know the teams are different, but they still have Derrick Henry and other capable players. I I hope that we don't see a real uh, down downward spiral here. If if the Browns, let's say the Browns win, that they then they follow that up with an lay an egg against Tennessee because oh, I don't they're think overlooking that's them. Happen. Okay. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Totally you, different, yeah. totally different uh, mindset in the coaching staff this year. Uh, if the Browns can beat the Steelers, uh, I expect yeah. them to um, beat the Titans. Um, yeah. You want to see a bad offensive line. Wait till you watch that one. Um, really? Their best okay. player was their number one draft pick, and he was hurt and didn't even play in the game. So, okay. um, yeah. And so we uh, have to avoid injuries for the Brownies tonight, obviously. Yes, that's going to be that's the, yeah, we're, uh, the Browns have been very lucky. Uh, they haven't had a major injury. Um, yeah. Well, except so for Jack Conklin. Good. Jack Conklin. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Uh, but, uh, Let's see so what tell happens. Me, so tell me what you're thinking uh, tonight. Give, give me a player of the game for you. Well, who do you think the player of the game could be? If you had to. I hope it's Elijah Moore. Hmm. I, I would love to see him, them use him more as a weapon. I mean, they really didn't use him against Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, that one reverse, the Cincinnati, or that one sweep, Cincinnati snipped out really quick. But hmm. Elijah Moore got smart and turned it around and went the yes. other direction. 
Yes. Uh, that shows you a, a good speed, but I'd love to see Elijah Moore uh, have a, a big game. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see them use the tight ends a little more than they did in the, the first game. They didn't yeah. throw to him at all in the first half. Well, they, it mean, was funny. Three, yeah. You got three good tight ends. That's, that's, you got David Njoku and a guy he already knows, Akins. So let's, let's, let's work it out. Uh, yeah, they, on defense, yeah. uh, I'd love to see uh, Juan Thornhill uh, have an impact game and um, probably Anthony Walker because remember his last game was against the Steelers Ooh. Uh, when they, they cheap-shotted him and uh, rolled him mm. uh, and her, and he was out for the season. So he's – I got you. I heard an interview with him today. He's looking forward to this game. So – See, there's, that's good. That's a good take. Yeah. Um, do you see – okay, let's talk about a few players here. Deshaun Watson, will he uh, throw for more than two touchdowns in this game? I hope so. Okay. <laughs> if he does, they're winning. <laughs> do you think he's? Do you think he throws for two, more than 250 in yardage? Uh, I think the uh, over-under was 205 yards. So Okay, uh, what would you think on that? Uh, I think his legs will be more dangerous than his arm. That's what I think. He had four. He averages about five and a half carries a game over his career. I think he's going to go over that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. What do you think Nick Chubb does tonight? What do you think? Are you expecting him to go over 80? I, I, I think he can. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, I watched Christian McCaffrey runs against uh, the Steeler defense. And a lot yeah. of people think, well, it was just, you know, sweeps. No, he ran right up the gut on him. There okay. was a couple long runs right up the gut. You know, th- they get the ball back in the second half after the Steelers scored. And he rips off a 65 yard touchdown. Run. Really? Uh, first oh, first wow. <laughs> uh, and it was like now, off the left side of the line. He just boom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you think we're going to see Amari Cooper? I wish he wouldn't play. They don't need him. Right. Um, okay. Uh, it's a game time decision. Yeah. I'd rather have him healthy for the rest of the season. Uh, I think they, I think they'll, I think they'll, I, I don't think he'll play. It would be nice, but if he's not a hundred percent, let's not take a chance. Sure. Sure. Um, okay. Well, but conversely, it, we could see more of uh, Cedric Tillman, which would be nice. Yes. Y- yes. And I think, uh, that's been the speculation all week coming into this. The other big kind of headline offensively is Dewan Jones will get the start tonight yep. against TJ Watt. TJ Watt, they'll sprinkle him around. I'm excited to see Miles Garrett and what he does and where Jim Schwartz kind of throws him there. Um, I think he's going to be playing everywhere again. It's kind of neat to see that him not being just stag- like staggered on the one side of the of the field all day and being double teamed. Well, Joe I Woods was, moved. Joe Woods moved a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. 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 But, but Jim Schwartz, he's got the the talent around him. He could put him anywhere he wants. Yeah. Um, well, now, so now JV on Clowney, not to go back to his former Cleveland, he had a he had a halfway decent game yesterday uh, watching that. Bengals game he had a sack he had a couple uh, yeah. pass rushes and yeah. um you know somebody else was talking about how how jb on clownies no the darius smith um on some of the national no, he's not. no. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Hey, I want to give away this uh, hat. Let's do it. Should, should we give away the hat? All right. We yeah, got a winner. let's do it. We got a winner. We want to thank everybody who has been reposting and retweeting this. We are going to continue to give away some hot items like this hat here. I've got it still in its uh, cover. It's I We got it mailed here all the way. You know, it's a beautiful, got the elf there. We're the uh, Fanatical Elves Network, so we're going to have more products like this to come into you very soon. So stay tuned. Our winner tonight, drum roll please, is... Well, well, let me see. I had it. Hold on a second. It went away. Our Uh winner... Oh, I got it. I got it. Our winner is none other than Marie. Marie, you are the winner. It is Marie 7912. That's your uh, tag in uh, Twitter, Twitter land, X land. She is a Born and raised in Northeast Ohio, Cleveland to Chicago, back to Cleveland now. Loyal Cleveland sports fan and a cat mom. She lives up there in Westlake, and uh, we are excited to give this hat to you. Marie, congratulations. We'll be in contact to get that mailed to you. Again, thank you to all of you once again for supporting our Fanatical Elves Network. We can't do this without you, and I've just been so impressed and pleased and over the top because it's been like, wow, Steve, we've gained all these new followers just in the last two weeks. And we've got, we've got our, our work cut out. We got to produce some good stuff and keep bringing these people back. You know, I can't be stuttering on the air. I gotta, I gotta, no, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We gotta, we gotta bring our a game now. Uh, I think what really makes us, we were bringing our a game before, but now we've really got to step it up. Well, we're part of this Fans First Sports Network, and we've got some great affiliates along the way, and we've got a great affiliate there in Pittsburgh, though I don't like their football team. These guys have really helped spearhead a lot of this. We've got groups in San Francisco, Los Angeles, across the globe, baseball teams, basketball teams, and uh, we're just growing this product every day, and people are tuning in and listening. So thank you for following us. Uh, The Browns versus the Steelers tonight. Any final predictions, Steve? Uh, I think the, the Browns have the capacity to win this game. They are uh, definitely have the talent. Um, I think they'll get their mind set and uh, won't go in there wide-eyed like past Brown teams have and, uh, and choked. But uh, yeah. I think it's a very talented team. Um, defense will set the tone. I, I'm always interested in seeing um, what happens on the – coin toss uh so uh if the browns win it uh, i bet you kevin stefanski de- uh, defers so yes. let's see what happens i bet well, you mike I- tomlin if he wins it he does the same thing he's i think both <laughs> these coaches want to put their defense out, out there first see now um, I, I think all, our de- all yeah. they got to do all all deshaun watson has to do is like you said earlier just make good decisions that's it I mean, he left some opportunities in the first half against Cincinnati. He he came back in the second half and and made be, had better decision making. And Coach Stefanski realized that he was going to have to run Nick Chubb more. And those two factors helped them beat the Bengals. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got a 36-33 Brown score. I know it's going against everything that we've been talking about, but I'm sticking to it all week, so we'll stick to that. But the Browns do pull off the win. It's going to be a a track race. Um, 
Everybody have a great rest of your evening. Enjoy the festivities as you get closer to Monday night football tonight. Uh, we'll be pushing this out right now and uh, give you plenty of time to listen to us, tune into us, watch us on here on Twitter, on YouTube. And uh, we'll be back maybe later for a post game show uh, until the next time. Take care. We are the fanatical elves network. Go Browns. Go Browns.